News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. you got to ask about that lifetime powertrain warranty on the new and the used vehicles. Stop and tell them Mark sent you. Thank you so much for joining me here on this Saturday, July 28th, episode 171 of on the mark and we have officially reached nfl championship weekend we did it everyone clap it up clap it up we all deserve a listen watching football is hard it's a long season we all deserve we all deserve a ton of credit so uh thank you so much for making me a part of your saturday morning reach out to me as always to the on the mark khmo facebook page or you can just follow me on twitter on instagram hit me up there at mark hespen m-a-r-k H-E-S-P-E-N. It will be a glorious, glorious weekend of football, and uh, we'll have plenty to talk about on the social media, so hit me up uh, uh, there throughout the weekend. All right, um, obviously this is another jam-packed football show. There is We're, not, we're talking only football on this show. Uh, Hespin headline number one, we'll talk NFC Championship game. I'll make my picks and prediction. Uh, Hespin headline number two, we'll go to the AFC Championship game. Picks and prediction. Uh, then when we come back from the break, uh, uh, for the, the third big thing I want to talk about today is there is a, uh, two players, one on offense and one on defense that are not quarterbacks that could win their teams the game this weekend. They could be the big storyline. If the quarterback is struggling, each team has impactful, gigantic defensive and offensive players that could absolutely steal the headlines and get their team to a Super Bowl if their quarterbacks are having an off day. I'll give you my picks for who I like on the offensive defensive sides of the football for each of the other teams. We'll get to that. And then uh, to wrap up the show, some of the rumor stuff already beginning. We know what a head coaching domino has fallen. Uh, we know uh, one star quarterback, their team is already basically leaking that uh, they could be looking to move them, but moving them somewhere specific. So we'll get to all of that, and then uh, and then uh, we'll wrap up the show uh, and make sure that we send ourselves off uh, feeling good on this Saturday of Championship Weekend here in the NFL. You can just feel it. Uh, we're in for some great games. I think I saw somewhere that um, these are the lowest like spreads between the two teams in Championship Weekend in like. 30, 40 years. We haven't had matchups that Vegas is predicting to be this close. Uh, I think these are both going to be absolute all-timer games. And so let's jump into it. Let's waste no more time. Hespin headline number one. Let's talk the NFC Championship game. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right, all right. Let's set it on up. The 49ers find themselves at the link in Philadelphia taking on the Eagles. Uh, they are two-and-a-half-point underdogs to the Eagles in Philly with an over-under of 46. 
To me, this is the game. If you had to tell tell me one, where do you feel more confident about? I feel more confident about my pick in this game. I do. Uh, and I'll lay it out for you here throughout the game. So let's set it on up. What I think we're going to get from this football game is a black and blue, absolute bloody knockout, drag out heavyweight fight. This is, uh, you know, Wilder Fury, just two gigantic heavyweight boxers going toe to toe, body blow after body blow after body blow. They both play a similar style of offense. Philadelphia and the and and the and the Forty Niners both have incredible physical offensive lines. McGlinchey, Williams, uh, you know Malalagu, uh, Maliata, excuse me, and then of course um, the uh, the all pros. I mean, you just can list them. You can list them off. Lane Johnson, uh, obviously for the Eagles. These are teams. Uh, Kelsey for the Eagles. I mean, you're talking Hall of Fame. Talents. These are these are offensive lines that absolutely want to maul you, want to get after you, and want to set the tone physically. And then what's crazy is both of them have defensive lines that absolutely want to maul you, want to get after you, and want to beat you up physically. Um, for the you know for the Eagles, you have Fletcher Cox, uh, who's you know absolutely. One of the uh, great defensive linemen in the game. You have uh, you have uh, uh, along the defensive line Sweat. You have Jordan Davis. Uh, you have uh, Sue, who's been in and out of the lineup for them, is is a rotating piece. Hassan Reddick, uh, who you know lines up and can get after you from the linebacker spot. Um, Darius Slay, the corner. You have big free safeties with Brandon Graham. I mean, this is um, uh, Derek Barnett. Uh, this is an Eagles defensive line that absolutely wants to set the tone and can handle the physicality of the Niners uh, and their offensive line. But then the Niners' defensive line is absolutely the type of defensive line that wants to get at that big physical offensive line of the Eagles. I mean, this is so much about the line play. You think about that offensive line for the Eagles, like I said, Maliata, you have uh, you have Kelsey, you have uh, you have Lane Johnson, but they got to deal with Eric Armstead. They got to deal with Nick Bosa. Uh, they have to deal with uh, guys coming off of the edge, um, and 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 a defensive uh, uh, front seven with Greenlaw, with uh, Fred Warner, with um, uh, with, uh, uh, with Traverius Ward, Jimmy Ward. I mean, these guys, Hafunga, the the safety who's playing out of his mind, who who loves to get into the box. These are teams that their front sevens on defense are, are no joke. And their offensive lines are no joke. So when you think about that, I think about their offensive lines of these two teams and the defensive lines of these two teams. To me, it's a wash. I don't give either team an edge. I give a slight edge offensive line to the Eagles. I give a slight edge defensive line to the Niners. Linebacker core, slight edge to the uh, to the 49ers. Defensive backs, Slight edge to the actually to the Eagles because a big play slay in their and their and their corner play, so it's very very equal defensively, uh, and then offensive lines. So then I look at what the rest of this matchup offers. You have a head coaching matchup that I think favors Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. They have been in NFC Championship games. They have been in Super Bowls. Uh, his staff, Kyle Shanahan, 
as an as a coordinator and as a, as a head coach uh, and pieces of his staff, even though there's been a lot of turnover for his staff, have played in these big games and have been in these big games calling plays. Um, so I give a slight edge to Shanahan over Sirianni. But you then look at offensive weapons and you say, okay, weapons-wise, you would think immediately you lead towards the, the Niners, but don't count out the Eagles. They have, to me, a better pure wide receiving core. Yeah, Debo is a threat running the ball and receiving, but he is not as good of a receiver, just pure wide receiver talent as A.J. Brown or even Devontae Smith. Ayuk is like a, a different version of Debo Samuel. And then Philly's running backs, uh, yeah, you have Christian McCaffrey, but they're no joke. Miles Sanders, uh, Bart Scott, they can get after it. They absolutely can get after it. So then what does it come down to? comes down to those two signal callers. One of them, Jalen Hurts, played in national championship games, won his team a national championship with Alabama coming off the bench when Tua got hurt after being a starter, a two-year starter at Alabama. He transferred to OU, got OU to the playoffs, and completely transformed into a pocket-passing brilliant player. And the other team has a Mr. Irrelevant, Last pick of the draft, seventh-round rookie quarterback. Rookie quarterbacks, historically, don't get mad at me for the facts, 0-4 in championship weekends. Have never made it to the Super Bowl weekend. So all of that being said, I think rookie quarterbacks are going to be 0-5 after this weekend in championship weekend. I like the Eagles. I, I think the Eagles are the play here. To me, I feel very comfortable taking the Philadelphia Eagles at home to handle the Niners. On paper, do the Niners have a little more talent and a, and a coaching edge? Absolutely. But the game is not played on paper. This game is in Philadelphia at the link. And this crowd is going to be absolutely Insane, And I think that plays a factor. Brock Purdy has been playing with fire. That bad first half against a very bad Seahawks defense. He was bailed out by some really great game planning and play calling in the second half. And he was sharp. Against the uh, Dallas defense at home. A Dallas defense that's, in my opinion, no better than the Eagles defense. I actually think the Eagles overall as a unit is a better unit than Dallas. Dallas just has some stud players. But I think the Eagles unit is overall better. The Eagles led the league in sacks, and it wasn't that close, actually, this year. So I think the Eagles, he's going against a better defense on the road in a gigantic, gigantic moment. Don't get me wrong. Kyle Shanahan is a huge factor in this game. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Ayuk, Kittle, all huge factors in this game. The Niners will be competitive in this game. But then it comes down to where I feel really confident. I think Jalen Hurts is going to shine. Uh, Jalen Hurts has had a heck of a year. He has been absolutely terrific this year. I think Jalen Hurts and the Eagles will make the plays late in the fourth quarter separate big players in big moments with Devontae Smith, with A.J. Brown, to separate over the top, make a move with his legs, and he will carry his team to the Super Bowl at home. I like the Eagles. I like the Eagles. And my bet on the game is the Eagles minus 2.5. I think the Eagles win and they cover. I I see this game coming down to, I also like the under 46. It's 46 this game. I see it 
2014-2017 Eagles pull away late, all thanks to Jalen Hurts and that offense making plays late and the defense getting the turnover to seal the deal. Finally, Brock Purdy, the rookie, Mr. Irrelevant, makes a mistake late in the game. I think Purdy will play well. I think the the Niners will move the ball. I think both teams will move the ball, but I think both teams will get really stingy in the red zone. And when it comes down to being stingy in the red zone, I like Kyle Shanahan's play calling and brilliance to get them a score too, but I like Jalen Hurts as a straight-up baller and a playmaker to find ways at home to score more for the Eagles. I think the the fact that the game is in Philadelphia is massive for the Eagles. Um, they need edges like that because they don't have a coaching edge. They don't have a defensive edge, even though it's very close. Uh, but they have the edge of quarterback, and they have the fact that they're at home. And I think that's enough for this really, really good Eagles team. The Eagles have not played a team that's as physical as the Niners this year. On the flip side, the Niners, I don't think they've played a team that's as phys- that is is willing to take the gut punches from them and their way of style of football that the Eagles can take. The Eagles are gigantic. They are huge. They have a gigantic offensive line and a gigantic defensive line. The Niners have a gigantic offensive and defensive line. Not as big as the Eagles, but they are going to hit you with speed and power. I think the Eagles can hold up to that. I think the Eagles can make plays around that. I think the Eagles is the play. I feel confident in saying it. I really do. I'm about to make my pick for the AFC. I don't feel as confident saying it. But I got to make a pick. I got to make a prediction. I got to make a play. I love the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. The Eagles, the under, and the two and a half. If you want a three, uh, a, a way to go it, I would take the Eagles minus two and a half, and I would take the under as the Eagles will be playing for a Super Bowl for what? The second time in five years in Philly. I love it. There you go. That's the pick. When we come back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070, KHMO and the KHMO app, we're moving on to the AFC Championship game. We'll break it down and uh, make the picks. It's On the Mark on News Talk 1070, KHMO and the KHMO app, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Hi, this is Jason. KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070, KHMO and the KHMO app. We are, of course, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. And you know what's so great about Cunis Honda Hyundai? You may be listening saying, Mark, you know what? I, I got to be honest. I'm not a huge Honda Hyundai guy. Don't worry. Their used inventory is second to none. And the network of Cunis dealerships. If you're looking for a brand-specific vehicle, stop in the dealership at Cunis Honda Hyundai, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Shop with one of their experts on shopcunis.com. They can bring down one of their vehicles from their sister dealerships, their gigantic network of dealerships across the Midwest, whatever brand of vehicle you're looking for, they'll bring it to the dealership. They'll get you a deal. You'll get in and out of a new ride uh, within the day. They are really, really incredible at Cunis Honda Hyundai. Stop by 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Ask about that lifetime powertrain warranty and the new news vehicles when you get there and tell them Mark sent you. All right. Welcome on back here as we are making our way into Hespin headline number two. And uh, we we jump right into it. It's AFC Championship time. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right. The AFC Championship game Sunday night. The game that I think we are all overall looking forward to as fans. I, I Listen, if you're a Phillies fan or you're a Niners fan, obviously you're looking forward to your game more. 
But as the casual NFL fan, as the people like me who love the storylines, who love the implications, who love the what-ifs of sports, um, Chiefs-Bengals is one of the juiciest matchups you could have ever hoped for. Uh, I think it is the best matchup for as far as storylines juiciness goes in the AFC. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it was, um, you know, Allen versus Mahomes, uh, you'd love that in just the sense of the kind of repeat of the 13 seconds. Can Allen finally get over the hump? Big, bad Mahomes. But this now is turning into a real, real rivalry. And to be honest, it's a one-sided rivalry. The Bengals 3-0 and versus Mahomes with Joe Burrow. And uh, the games have been very much controlled, uh, especially late in the second half. So think about that second half of that AFC Championship game last year. Remember, the Chiefs were up big at halftime. It was the Bengals that came back, kind of that comeback kids. And Mahomes played really his worst half of football that we would argue in his career. We don't blame him for the Super Bowl and playing bad in the loss to Tampa because he had no, he had his no two tackles. They were healthy. Everything was fine for the Chiefs. They just kind of fell apart and couldn't move the ball against a very good Bengals defense that kind of came into form late second half of last season and has been great this offseason. So let's set it on up. Chiefs are favored by one as of this morning. The over-under, 47.5. Let's get into it. Kansas City hosts the Bengals. Uh, this is a game that when you when you look at it on paper, you have to say to yourself, the quarterbacks are the marquee matchups. Whichever quarterback plays the best, you feel like that team is going to win the game. It sometimes can be as simple as that. Where do I give the edge to the Bengals? Well, let's start. Uh, the Bengals' offensive line is beat up. I know they played really good against Buffalo last week, but I think they got a little lucky. Buffalo's defensive line is nothing to write home about since Von Miller left. This Chiefs' defensive line, they got some guys. Frank Clark obviously being one of them. Um, they, yeah, the, the rookie, Carl Loftus, they can get after you from the defensive line position. So this is a, a matchup of the trenches with the Bengals' offensive line. They're going to have to get a little more creative. They're going to have to bring the help, and they're going to have to be able to chip with some tight ends, some running backs. Uh, you know, Joe Mixon, Samaje Pirine having to come up big because it's a pass blocking situations. Um, I do like the Chiefs secondary. Uh, Ward has, uh, you know, uh, you know, le- leaving them. They find and and Noah Tyron Matthew. They have found ways to overcome that in this in this uh, season. Um, to me, the big matchups for the Bengals offensively are going to be just like we saw against the Bills last week. If the Bengals can come out in the first series or two and run the ball effectively, if Joe Mixon can get those chunk four, five, six-yard runs consistently and just move the chains running the football, that opens up so much for this Bengals offense. Hurst, the tight end, he seems to be healthy. It looks like he's going to be a go for this weekend. You also have uh, two absolute bona fide stud wide receivers, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. T. Higgins stepped up huge with this year with Jamar Chase missing some time. Chase came back last week and was almost unstoppable. He had a touchdown pass taken away from him in that game. I think he should have caught that was a touchdown pass that that bobbled uh, they said bobbled catch at the back of the end zone. I, I think it was a touchdown. Part of the reason why I think that game was more of a blow for the Bengals than you think because they had to settle for a field goal in that drive. 
kept the Bills more in than they should have been. It should have been a touchdown, in my opinion, from watching the replays. So you have two absolute stud wide receivers and a quarterback, especially with Hurst in the t- in the middle of the tight end, who's someone you have to respect in the passing game, a quarterback who is statistically to this point the most accurate postseason quarterback in NFL history with Joe Burrow. Uh, this is only lost in postseason plays in the Super Bowl last year, and he played really well in that Super Bowl against a very good Rams defense. On the flip side, when the Chiefs are on offense, the Bengals are on defense. Obviously, Hubbard and Hendricks for the for the Bengals defensive line, they can get after you. Chiefs offensive line is very good. Conversely, for the Chiefs, it's a similar game. If Pacheco and this run game for the Chiefs is sustainable, like Andy Reid has found ways to do during these deep postseason runs. He's found ways to not run the ball in the regular season and all of a sudden have a run game in the in the postseason. I don't know how Andy does it. He's magical. Uh, but it is in, it's crucial for the Chiefs to also be able to get some chunk plays to force the Bengals to respect the run game so they can uh so they the Chiefs can get the looks they want and open up the field for Travis Kelsey. I don't know if Travis Kelsey can go out for 14 catches again this game. If he can, I think it's going to be an easy win for the for the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey's a, a linchpin for their offense. Uh, can some of the other wide receivers step up for the Chiefs? Does Juju Smith-Schuster, does Davis Tooney, is, do, do they have big games for the Chiefs? If they do, I think it's going to be a long day for Eli Apple and the secondary, the Bengals. They are weak at secondary, but the, the one of the problems is the Bengals' defensive front and that front line, that 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 defensive line, they can help their secondary because they can get after the quarterback. Uh, it's going to be really a crucial matchup to watch out for. Um, the the Chiefs being able to run the ball, but now let's get to the serious point of the the, the, the whole reason we're talking here. The reports are through the week. Patrick Mahomes has looked good. He's been a full participant in practice, and his ankle hasn't bothered him. We'll, we will know after the first series or two the kind of game we're going to get from Patrick Mahomes to that ankle. Now, as the game goes on, the ankle will warm up and loosen up and be easier to play on uh, as long as he doesn't retweak it or get it rolled up on again. So if he can protect that ankle a little bit, get the ball out quickly, let it let the first quarter be a warm-up for him, run the football effectively, and then get that ankle loose, get it into the weather, and get going uh, with that with that with the rest of the offensive flow of the game, then that's going to be huge for the Kansas City Chiefs. So much of it's going to rely on the ankle of Mahomes. Listen, this game is going to come down to the quarterbacks. It's also, I think, going to come down to the game plans of the coaches. Who's going to commit to the run? Who's not going to get away from the run game? Who is going to trust in the process that it's a long football game? And the and the, and the Bengals, they've been in this situation before. They were down double digits in Kansas City last year in the AFC Championship game against uh, the Emperor Mahomes, the almighty Mahomes and Andy Reid. And what did they do? They came out with a really great defensive game plan in the second half, and they hit Kansas City in the mouth. They stayed alive in that game, and they won that game. That is why, ladies and gentlemen, I know, I know we're in Chiefs country. I'm taking the Bengals. I think the Bengals, uh, they can handle this pressure. Can the, the, the Cincinnati Bengals are the team of anywhere, anytime, at, at any ball. Like, they 
have an attitude about them given off by their star quarterback, Joe Burrow, that we don't care where we're playing, when we're playing, who we're playing them, and who's playing for our team. If we got Joe Burrow, then we're good. And I will say, part of the reason that I'm leaning towards the Bengals is I do think there is more pressure on the Chiefs than there is Cincinnati. I do. People would argue that Cincinnati's got the pressure because they got to win because Joe Burrow, they're going to have to pay him. Listen, I think um, while, yes, that is true, there's pressure on every team at this point. I can sit here and list off the pressure. There's pressure on the Eagles. You're going to have to pay Jalen Hurts. He's on his rookie contract. you got to find a way to win. Uh, the NFC is not going to stay this bad for forever. There's pressure on the Niners. Come on, guys. Third, you know, Second straight NFC championship game, third NFC championship game in five years. You chance for go to second Super Bowl in five years. You got to win. You got to get there, Kyle Shanahan. Um, you know, uh, there's pressure on on the Bengals. There's pressure on the Chiefs. Hey, Patrick Mahomes, come on now. One Super Bowl. What are you, Aaron Rodgers? One and done. One and done, Patrick Mahomes. You're hosting all these AFC Championship games at home, and you've only you know if you lose, you've only been to two Super Bowls in five hosted AFC Championship games. The kryptonite that is the Cincinnati Bengals. I think it creeps in their head. I think there's more pressure on it. And to be honest, I think the ankle injury plays a huge factor in this game. I do not believe Mahomes will have the mobility magic early on in the game that he'll need to to keep up with Kansas City and the scoring. I think Kansas City can uh, – with uh, sorry, with Cincinnati. I think they can score. They scored on the road in a hostile environment in Buffalo – They've scored, proven they can score on the road in Arrowhead in Kansas City. I think the Cincinnati gets out to an early lead, 14-7. to Mahomes' ankle is not playing the way he needs it to play. Uh, I think that they can uh, you know, sack Kansas City early. I think if the Bengals are up 21-10 to at halftime, I, I find it really hard for the Chiefs to be able to get back in this game if you let the Bengals be able to pin their ears back and unleash uh, the double H's, you know, Hubbard and Hendrickson and get after Hendricks, excuse me, get after the uh, the quarterback, especially a quarterback with a bad ankle. I think Mahomes make it really interesting late. I think it's high scoring. I think the Bengals win 33-27. I think it's an over, 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 hit the over, and I'm taking the Bengals. Taking the Bengals, I'm taking the over, in the AFC Championship game. So there you go. And my predicts, my official pick predictions is a Bengals-Eagles Super Bowl. My gambling picks, Philly minus 2.5, and, and the Chiefs-Bengals over 47.5. Those are my official picks. I um, I don't feel as confident. I know I'm betting against Andy Reid. I'm betting against Mahomes. I feel stupid. But one year ago today, I was on the air saying, I don't care how good the Bengals look. They're the hottest team in football. I don't care. It's Mahomes. It's it's Andy Reid. You can't bet against them. I'll never bet against them. They don't lose at home. And they lost at home. I've seen it happen. And the Bengals, I feel like right now, have the better defensive unit. Yes, their offensive line is weak, but they are the hottest team in football, playing the best football right now. They just went in there and kicked the teeth in of the Buffalo Bills, and they held that Bills offense. I know it's not as great a game planning, but it's a lot of talent and a talented quarterback, and they got after Josh Allen. 
I think they can do the same to Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City at Burrowhead. Oh, I mean Arrowhead. All right, you're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. When we come back, we will dive into the players for each team that can win their team this game that aren't quarterbacks. And I think you'll agree with a lot of my picks on this. On the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO, the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Did you know that when you make time to do three simple things each day with your children, talking, reading, and singing, you're helping to shape and strengthen their brains for the years to come? I love to look at the pictures in a book and notice little details about the characters. I pause along the way to ask my child to wonder about how they might feel. When you ask open-ended questions like, what do you notice? Or what do you think will happen next? You're inviting them to be curious. All these rich conversations help develop both their vocabularies and their thinking skills. And it's a great way for you and your child to bond and discover the world together. As a father, helping my child is the most important thing to me. Each of us has the power to create a strong start for our children by talking, reading, and singing with them from the moment they're born and help them to enter school ready to learn and succeed in life. Visit TalkingIsTeaching.org for free tips, resources, and ideas on how to transform everyday moments into magical moments for learning. Her words weren't written under peaceful shade, but under fear for her life. I don't think of all the misery, but of the beauty that still remains. The words of Anne Frank continue to fill us with hope. Hope. Pass it on from PassItOn.com. Are you the type of... ...forecast from the News Talk 1070 KHMO Weather Center. Overcast skies today with daytime highs approaching 50. Winds out of the southeast, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Lows level off around 22. Tonight, cloudy skies. Overcast tomorrow. Highs around 24. Right now, 34. Welcome on back down the mark here. News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. We are brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. A ton of new Hondas and Hyundais being allocated on the lot if you're looking for a specific type of Honda and Hyundai, uh, you got to stop by the dealership now. Tell them Mark sent you 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. I'll put it to you this way. If you're in the market for a new vehicle or a used vehicle and you don't at least stop by Cunis Honda Hyundai in Quincy here in the Tri-States, well, then you have just done yourself a massive disservice. Shame on you. <laughs> Uh, they're the best. Tell them Mark sent you when you stop by the dealership. All right. Um, so you know my picks now. I'm rolling with the Bengals. I'm rolling with Philly in my Super Bowl prediction. So now I want to uh, take a little different approach. I'm going to give you a defensive and offensive player from each team that I think if next week I'm wrong about my predictions or I'm right about my predictions, these are two players on each team one on offense, one on defense, that besides the quarterbacks could absolutely win their team the game. Does that make sense? They're the ones you look at and be like, it's because of their individual effort more so than even the quarterbacks that they won the game. So let's jump into it. I'll start with the Chiefs. And I think this is really simple. On offense, it's Travis Kelsey. We know. We know it's Travis Kelsey. Uh, Mahomes could be having an off day, and it, and all he's got to do is, is find Kelsey with that bum ankle. Get the ball into Kelsey's hand early. Get the ball into Kelsey's hand often. The Eagles uh, linebackers are not as uh, you know it's it, it, they're they're not as prolific as the the Niners linebackers, for example. Um, and so, uh, sorry, the, the Eagles, the uh, the the the, uh, the Bengals uh, linebackers are not as prolific as the Niners linebackers or anything like that. 
You can you can get the ball into Kelsey's hand. You can get the ball into that soft zone and let him work. Let him just eat away. Travis Kelsey, 14 catches, 150 yards, just a bunch of moving the chains type catches. Uh, if, if Kelsey has a day like that, Kelsey alone can propel the Chiefs to a Super Bowl even if Mahomes struggles and is and is or has to miss time, you know, knock on wood, God forbid, because of the ankle, um, Henny and and you can lean on Kelsey. Kelsey is so good; he's such a weapon. On the opposite side, defensively, I think it's Frank Clark. Listen, they have a they got a ton of dudes on that on that defensive front for the for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, but Clark is the one who I think can absolutely. Get in there and just wreck the game for them against the backups for that uh, offensive line for the Bengals. The Bengals caught a break. The fact that last week they had the three backup offensive linemen going up uh, against a Bills defensive front without Von Miller, and I think that that played right in their hands. So I think Frank Clark, you look out, if he has himself a day, two, three sack day, you know, a tip ball, using that big frame, uh, putting pressure on Burrow, he can make this an easy walk in the park for the Chiefs at home if he plays big. Uh, for the Bengals, I'm going to go offensively, not Chase, not Higgins, not Hurst, Mixon. I Listen, if the Bengals can get chunk yardage, and if Joe Mixon at halftime has 60 yards rushing, 10 carries, a touchdown because he's just eating chunks and chunks of yards, six yards of carry, six yards of carry, then that opens up so much for Higgins, for Chase, for Hurst, uh, and for Burrow to just dump and dink and over the top stuff. Because if you can respect Joe Mixon and you, and if he can make, um, that first line to defenders miss and, and just gash this Chiefs defense, then absolutely Joe Burrow to his day is easy. You don't need Joe Burrow to throw for 300 yards 40 times if Mixon it's just eating chunks of yards and clock and keeping Mahomes on the sideline. One of the ways to upset Mahomes is to get him out of rhythm, keep him on the sideline, let that ankle get stiff on the sideline in the cold of Kansas City. Joe Mixon having a big day. If his stat line is 100-plus yards and a, and a touchdown, then I think the Bengals are in good shape. Uh, for a win, if if his stat line is looks around that, on the opposite side, obviously it's Hubbard. I mean, Hubbard is a is a just a monster. He is the guy that when you when you look at um, this Bengals defensive front being able to put a ton of pressure on the on on Mahomes in that ankle, he is the one that you would say if he can make the plays, if he has two, three sacks like Frank Clark on the opposite side, well, then it's easy. Then it's a walk in the park for the for the Bengals' defense because that opens up everything else for him. Obviously, Kelsey's going to get his catches, but if Hubbard can chase down Mahomes, keep Mahomes in the pocket, prevent Mahomes from adding those extra little scramble plays, those little movement plays, those extend the, uh, extend the drive plays, um, and contain Mahomes, contain. Uh, then Hubbard, two, three sacks, a big, big day, a lot of pressure. All of a sudden, you got, I mean, there's no reason why Sam Hubbard couldn't absolutely win MVP of the AFC Championship game if he's able to do that. And he is the guy in that Bengals defense that I think has the best chance of doing that. 
Uh, let's go to the back to the NFC here now. And for the Niners, obviously it's Christian McCaffrey. They brought him in. They made the big pa- trade package to the to the uh, Panthers to get him for moments like this. And they knew if they had a chance to be in this position, to be in uh, a, a chance to go to the Super Bowl, they would have to ride Christian McCaffrey's coattails. Christian McCaffrey is such a special special offensive player. If he ends up with seven, eight catches, 18-plus carries, then it's a great day for Niners fans. If he has that many touches, it's because they are moving the ball, they are extending drives, they are getting first downs. And no joke, um, uh, I, I think you, you that's a bad day for the Eagles. That's a bad day for my Eagles pick if McCaffrey has a day like that. On the opposite side, listen – you could you could tell me like eight Niners defensive players, both the Wards, uh, uh, Fred Warner, um, yeah, obviously uh, along the defensive line, Armstead, but it's Bosa, Nick Bosa, the defense. He's the defensive player of the year, in my opinion. He led the league in sacks. He is having that special season, and for the team that doesn't have the quarterback, for the team that has the Mister Irrelevant, um, the team that has got more star you know players in their prime right now than any of the other four teams and that's the Niners he is the the guy I mean he is the the man that you you look at him and you say Bosa you can have your Aaron Donald type postseason where um if you carry us here um you're winning MVP you this is your Hall of Fame career stamp of approval right here um, I think Nick Bosa is such a special talent. He's playing right now in his prime. He looks great. And um, listen, it, he's got a tough, t- a tough, tough task against this really good Eagles defense uh, offensive line. But if he ends up with two, three sacks, uh, you know, strip sack fumble, the, the Niners are going to win this game. I mean, if he has a big game, the Niners are going to win this game. Finally, for the Eagles, on offense, it's Devontae Smith. Um, I still think Hertz is a little injured. Obviously, that shoulder's not healthy. He may have to have some surgery this offseason. So Devontae Smith is the guy that you can get the ball into his hands quickly within 10 yards. You can negate Bosa and that pass rush by just getting the ball out of Hertz's hands quick. And Smith is the guy that can turn a bubble screen or a slant into a 60 yard touchdown. Yeah. A.J. Brown, over-the-top, big plays, red zone, big body, big target. He's very, very valuable. I love A.J. Brown. But Smith is the guy who can negate that Niners defense best. He's the one that just get the ball in his hands, quick screens, bubble screens, reverses, quick slants, uh, quick five-yard outs, and let him turn up field and turn five yards into 15 yards and make it into chunk plays. If Devontae Smith has eight catches, 100-plus yards, uh, the Eagles are rolling. I mean, they are rolling because he's turning uh, not necessarily over-the-top plays. He's turning quick catches into big gainers, first downs, moving the chains, and that's great for the Eagles. Finally, for the Eagles on defense, it's the old guy. I know there's other players maybe having better statistical seasons for the Eagles, but Fletcher Cox, he is the, the future Hall of Famer. He is the 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 multi-team time all pro. If Fletcher Cox can get his hands on that rookie and get those big bear paws up, batting balls down at the line, 
putting his body weight on Mr. Irrelevant early enough and making his presence felt, I think he's the one who can really shudder and shake and rattle the rookie Brock Purdy. Uh, if Fletcher Cox has a huge game of the defense for the Eagles, the Eagles may not even need Hurts to have a big game. They can win with just a big game from Fletcher Cox. So there you go. Keep an eye out for those eight players uh, during championship weekend. There's a ton of dudes. I mean, I'm leaving a bunch of guys off the list. But that's what's so fun about this time of the year. You can just sit there as a football fan and be like, look at all the dudes these teams have. There are guys everywhere. Name Names on the back of the jerseys that you recognize. Big-time players. Because these teams have it. And you got three star quarterbacks. And you have a rookie, Mr. Irrelevant, who is absolutely making a name for himself. Um, I, I, this is this week of football can't get here soon enough. All right, when we come back, we're turning our way uh, our focus away from the championship weekend uh, for our final uh, hitters at the top of the show, and uh, sticking with football, but some other big storylines, including coaching train changes. It's on the mark. A News Talk 1070 KJMO. The KJMO brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Day one, diagnosis day, the hardest day, the day you hear. I'm sorry, this is a type of blood cancer. Cancer. But day one is just one day. At the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, we are here to help you move past day one. On day 45, I discovered an online community who shared great tips for in-treatment care. I missed a lot of school during treatment, and LLS helped me keep up. We are here for you. We exist for everyone fighting leukemia, lymphoma, myeloma, and other types of blood cancer. On day 185, LLS helped me file my insurance claims properly. Day 5,840 and counting, and I'm still in remission. To learn more and get help on day one, day two, day 983, or any day, please visit LLS.org or call 1-800-955-4572. That's LLS.org, 1-800-955-4572. Veterans face treacherous situations filled with peril while serving our country. Many veterans come home physically injured, suffering from PTSD, have traumatic brain injuries, or other ailments. At an unprecedented time in history, our most vulnerable veterans are isolated at hospitals and their homes. Imagine having to shelter in place forever. Over the past year, Help Heal Veterans has sent nearly a half million therapy kits to isolated veterans and active military. Help Heal Veterans, with the support of citizens like you, creates, manufactures, and distributes therapeutic art and crafts projects for our veterans and military, making things better together. Join us in supporting an isolated or sick veteran and help them through this desperate time. To learn more, visit HealVets.org. This message is furnished by Help Heal Veterans, a not-for-profit organization that has been helping veterans for 50 years. HealVets.org. 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back down the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO on the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. It's all about the lifetime, no fear, powertrain warranty, undo, and certain used vehicles. Stop by the dealership, tell them Mark sent me and say, hey, I need to get myself into a pre-owned vehicle, a new vehicle. I got to get that lifetime powertrain warranty. I want the safety and security of the bumper-to-bumper uh, take care of me, Cunis on Hyundai, and I promise you they will. Just tell them Mark sent you when you stop by the dealership this weekend, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, Faith Family Giving Back. All right. Uh, we move our focus on from Championship Weekend. Again, I have the Eagles 
over the Niners. I have the Bengals over the Chiefs. Eagles, Bengals, Super Bowl. So we can laugh about how right or wrong I am next week on the show. Uh, I do, before we get off, want to get some thoughts out there because you never know what can happen. At this time of the year, um, trades can happen. People can be cut. I mean, there are there are the NFL storylines, the trade talks are all over the map. So we lead into the draft. The big news right now to me that's that it's measurable. We had some breaking reports that the Packers will consider trading Aaron Rodgers to the AFC. They will trade him to the AFC. Now, a day later, what happens? Nathaniel Hackett, fired disgraced Bron- former Broncos head coach. Before that, highly sought after Packers offensive coordinator a year ago. Just got hired to be the offensive coordinator for the JETS Jets, Jets, Jets. Now, it was rumored highly that the Broncos brought in Hackett purely to get Rodgers. And that they were close to getting Rodgers, but ultimately the deal couldn't get done. Packers wanted to keep him and then roll it out. Well, the Packers missed the playoffs. He's no longer the reigning MVP. He's very expensive, and he's kind of aloof and cranky. And the Jets, I think you could sell Aaron Rodgers on, listen, waive your no-trade clause, go to New York, make a ton of money in endorsements, uh, we'll pay your salary, the Jets will take you on. They have a good young offensive line, a good young running back, young good receivers, and a flipping amazing defense. And go play with Nathaniel Hackett. Run whatever offense you want. I know you're in the AFC and it's tough, but you're going to be in the biggest media market in the country and you're going to follow Brett Favre. I think Aaron Rodgers would say yes to it. I think there's a ton of traction there. I think there's a ton of traction there. Aaron is going to get his $50 million plus guaranteed no matter where he plays. It's going to get paid to him. I think Aaron would strongly consider that move um, depending on what they give up to get him. I don't think Aaron wants to go to a place that gets gutted, but I don't think the Packers necessarily want players in return. I think the Packers want picks. I think they want a haul because they have a roster that is close to making the playoffs, and if you had a bunch of low-cost, high-pick talent, the people that Rodgers doesn't want to deal with anyways, rookies and young talent that are just coming to the league, that's very enticing for the Packers. Very enticing because they're going to pay Aaron the next two years. So they're going to need to be cheap. And they don't know if Jordan loves their guy. They'll run with him this year. But if he stinks, then they're going to have the picks and the draft capital to move up and get the the next uh, replacement. So the Packers are going to be looking for picks in a trade. The Jets have picks. And they can take on Aaron. And I think it's a fascinating storyline to watch. Finally, Frank Reich to the Packer, uh, Panthers. You know how I feel about the Panthers job. I think the Panthers job is was the best job available. I ranked it two weeks ago. I think this is a great hire. I think Frank Reich is a good good football coach. Is he a great football coach? I don't know. But I think he's a good football coach. I think he has an aggressive owner, and I think Frank Reich, he knows Carolina. He was the first ever quarterback in their franchise's history to take snaps with the Panthers. I think that Frank Reich will come in there and he'll say, listen, let me go get a quarterback. Let me go get Will Levis or Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Let's trade up, Bears, and let's go get a quarterback. And I think the Panthers will do it. I think it's a great hire for them. And I think 
you know, for a lot of ways, I thought he'd he, Denver should be a really aggressive to get him after they lost uh, out on Sean Payton. It looks like I don't think if you're Sean Payton, you should take that job. And so I think this is a this is a a, a blow to the rest of the teams. I think Reich, besides Harbaugh and Payton. It's probably one of the best two or three names out there available. So I think it's a great hire for them. And also I think it is it is impactful that Dan Quinn is saying no again. I think Dan Quinn sees the writing on the wall. He doesn't love a lot of these jobs. I don't think he wants to go to Houston. I don't think he wants to deal with Denver in that mess. And so I think he's going to wait. And there will be some more jobs that open next year. And I think Dan Quinn has got a lot of talent in that defense. He'll coach it up right and he'll be a, another big-time coach candidate next year as well. All right, enjoy this incredible weekend of football. Follow me on Twitter, at Mark Hespin. You know the drill. Let's have some fun. Shout out to Cunis Honda Hyundai, as always, for being that a part of it.